legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back into the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, it is Thursday night, 9.39 my time. The Lakers just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. Gotta say, decent hour to be in a lounge. I think we're, we're this is the best kind of hour that we've ever been in the lounge. Yeah, I think this is honestly the only socially acceptable hour and reason either of us could ever record <laughs> a podcast too. from a pseudo bar. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I think this is more than just uh, the most justified Lakers lounge appearance of all time in terms of time of day, in terms of kind of what you're going there to try and forget and just get away from your troubles. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the we have earned the Lakers lounge title tonight. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And that's the Lakers lounge. I know all of your guys' names, every single one of you individually listening to this podcast right now. I know that your name. That includes you, Steve. Exactly. And Johnny, Andre, yeah, Greg the leg. All right, (laughs) let's, let's, uh, you mentioned it, the Lakers lost one of the more, I mean, like we keep on saying one of the more embarrassing, one of the most embarrassing, one of the worst losses, all this shit. And, and here we are, the Lakers lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, with LeBron, with AD, with Russell Westbrook, uh, without you know, the, the, you know, the, the superstar that is Trevor Ariza. Um, but uh, they lose to the Memphis Grizzlies who did not have, I mean, I guess John Morant kind of matters. Dylan Brooks, I guess matters a little bit. Sure. Jaron Jackson Jr. Was in foul trouble early, but like, really, if you're talking about the scales being unfair heading into this one, right? It's, it's that the Lakers were lucky enough to be within 15 at the end of the game. Yeah, when you're missing Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn, I just don't know how you can make a team like this one work. Yeah, I, I, this is, I, you know, I, I honestly, I was gonna rant and rave about this team. I would, but I, I should just pat him on the back, right? Like I, I should just say congratulations, thank you for keeping it close. They held a lead at one point in this game. They got like three straight dunks. That was like the highlight of the year. Yeah, Here people we can't see this because it's like an audio pod, but I'm literally saluting the Lakers as yes. we record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Harrison, this team offends me. Like I've, I, I, oh, I can tell. I mean, that's been clear all year. I, I hate everything about this team. I hate every like I hate the way it was put together. I hate the lack of preparation that went into putting together a roster in the year 2021 of our Lord without a small forward. Like everything about this team is ant- antithetical to the way that I approach basketball. And, and look, I went in with an open mind. I said, you know what? I disagree with a lot of the things that they said, but I'm at least going to give this team a shot. I'm at least going to sit here and like still try to be a decent fan and all that shit. But God forbid the Lakers meet me like halfway or a quarter of the way. I mean, this was embarrassing earlier this week. Does that? Oh, congrats. That that was, was that meeting another team as disappointing as the Lakers way to go. They really are. It's honestly incredible how mirror image they are. Like it's just two franchises locked in like a a battle for, you know, supremacy and like, you know, just trying to constantly mirror one another states in terms of where they are. And yeah, just like probably 
the two most frustrated fan bases in the NBA this season are Lakers and Celtics fans. The Lakers, the Lakers fan base and the Celtics fan base were like two people showing up at a job that they both hate. You know, like they they, and they both like, they kind of bond over it. It's like yeah. not like it's not like oh we're friends now, but it's like you look across the room and it's like yeah, I understand that you are also going through this and that yeah. you understand my struggle. Oh, you hate it here too. Oh, same. All yeah. right, we have something in common. Um, and and look like yes, that that Celtics win was a great one. It was really fun to see the Lakers taking care of business, and we keep assigning these turning point turning points to the season, right where. Uh, it's, it's the same, it's the, it's the same fucking movie all over again. It's, it's the stupid, uh, this is going to be fun season all over again where we assign, oh, it's just, it's brand new starting point. Here we go. It's a brand new season, all this stuff. And then like time and time and time again, we're just reminded, no, this, it's a bad roster. It's a, it's a group of old guys. Like Charles Barkley went out and ripped the team the other night, the other night. And I sat there, I was agreeing with Charles Barkley. I was agreeing with him. Now, the only thing I would kind of push back on, on something is like, that wasn't like restaurant menu. Oh man, <laughs> when he gets talking about Krispy Kreme, I'm I'm 100 there with him. Krispy Kreme <laughs> is a godsend. But like, I, I he was sitting there, and the only thing I would kind of push back on is that like Frank Vogel is blameless here because I like I, I still think the starting lineup now, even while Avery Bradley played well tonight. I still think you can't Avery start. Bradley was like arguably their best player tonight. <laughs> <laughs> At least consider it like compared to like expectations that you would have for them. If we had like a live producer, like wa- listening behind the scenes and watching behind the scenes, I would ask them to like rank at the end of the show the most depressing things that we'll have said at the end of this conversation <laughs> and avery bradley being the best laker is going to be really freaking high on the list avery like, bradley be played, really high uh, avery bradley played like a hall like two-way steph curry in a low usage role tonight he was he was amazing it was a revenge game right he played for memphis did he play for them i know he got bought out by them did he <laughs> I think because I know that that's like the Lakers feeder team, and that makes this even more like kind of embarrassing if you're the Lakers. This you is, lost to the this feeder is team. Literally, your G League team that sends yeah. you like players that don't want to move t- to Tennessee or stay there, and then it's like you get beat by their G League team. It's like, yeah, I, I, it's just loss after loss after loss. It's like uh, if you got if beat you, by the minor league this game. team of a team that got relegated, like, yeah. Hey, I, I do want to. The Grizzlies so, have been good this year. I'm, I'm most. They are. They are. And and look, it was it's just they, they were they look like a team, despite not having Jaw, despite not having Brooks, despite having that early uh foul trouble with JJJ, Triple J, JJJ. It's like Johnson and Johnson plus the booster. Is that yeah. what yeah? J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> um <laughs> Memphis he looks just like wanted they wanted to dunk to on be Anthony there. Davis and get pictures of Spider Man, and he was all out of pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I and I apologize, everybody. Like, I am, I'm. We're gonna find out tonight how the combination of Excedrin, Robitussin, and whiskey uh, sounds an hour in. So, we're gonna see how that goes. I have noticed this season that it really feels like guys at his position and guys that he will, you know, he he. Uh, kind of sees himself matched up against over the course of the year have really been going at Anthony Davis, like going out of their way to have some really aggressive kind of standout performances. And, and, and um, triple J has been very, Jaron Jackson jr. Has been very good this year. He's already, he, you know, making the leap and all of that stuff, but you know, he gets into that early foul trouble. And I thought over and over and over again, he was really taking it to the chest of Anthony Davis. And 
We saw Giannis do it earlier this year. We've seen, you know, kind of time and time and time again, that big matchup where you're looking at it heading into the game and you're saying like, hey, you know, this is one that the Lakers have to at least play neutral. And it's not it's not happening. And And no, I don't think AD is the problem from this game. They had 20 turnovers and gave away 14 offensive rebounds or something insane like that. Yeah, the ball didn't even get get the chance to make it to Anthony Davis to make him the the, the biggest problem. Right. Like, I, you know, there there are significant issues. I I thought Russ played one of his worst games of the year so far this year. I thought LeBron, like, he looked like he was starting to care there at the end, but he had some passes that... The two of them were like, it was crazy because the two of them were great for like five minutes in the first quarter and then completely spent like... And then just turned it off. You know half an hour of game time looking like they were G leaguers. Like it was incredible. But have you noticed that same kind of thing that, that trend though with AD and and the guys really kind of going at him in particular? We've even seen it, you know, with, uh, with Evan Mobley when the Cavs Mm -hmm. were playing them and AD, I would say acquitted himself better in that kind of one-on-one matchup with the Mm -hmm. way that he did. You know, we saw it against the Celtics the other night. They were really like, you know, Rob Williams time Lord was really trying to go at him. And again, some of that was like the Lakers coverage and some issue. Like I'm always hesitant to fully attribute this to AD, especially right after a game where it's like, you can miss stuff. You can miss whose rotation and whose fault that was Uh like the Grizzlies went on a huge run in the second quarter when AD wasn't even, even in the game. And like yeah. Melo was getting picked on over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. so like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I see what you're talking about. I don't, I like you would not put this game. I don't even think AD is like in the top three kind of issues that the Lakers had tonight necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, I have noticed that trend. And I do think that there is something to the idea this year that guys do feel like they can go at Anthony Davis and they can go with this Lakers team specifically and that yeah. they're not going to have the fight to kind of push back and that they're not going to have the attention to detail to stop these basic things, you know, listening, listening to Stu slowly lose his mind over this. Oh my team. God. I don't he know how often you get to. Yeah. So you, you mostly get to, I think on league pass, you're mostly on the local uh-huh. broadcast. Well, right? you can, so, no, well, you can, you can choose. You can so pick. like okay. on Amazon, like I can, I can go out there and I can choose like home or away. So I usually okay. choose, I usually choose the away. There are some, <laughs> there were some, there are some that I'd rather listen to the home. Okay, fair enough. But listen, I have listened to every single home broadcast this year, and Mm -hmm. Stu will at least once a game marvel at some like very basic basketball thing that the other team is doing like it is holy shit they care and it's like the wow yeah. no it's not even that it's like yeah, it's like wow the grizzlies run another play and get another jumper from that same spot and it's yeah. like you can tell he is like probably as soon as they stop the cameras he's like you know cussing his head off at this team and like <laughs> you know moaning and groaning and whatever but it's like the furthest he can go and remain a team employee but mm-hmm. yeah like he's you know he's going to a little bit of the Chick Hearn school of like letting you know how I really feel this year and Stu much like you I think is very fed up with this team like you're not the only one and yeah. it's funny how like this team has been so irritating that no matter what you say about anyone on this team on social media and our comment section yeah. like wherever people are going to argue and tell you that something else is the problem and like that is the sign yeah. of how you know to to steal a like a line from our friend Timmy Bontemps like that is just a sign of how dysfunctional the situation in Los <laughs> Angeles is you know it's yeah. just like there there are so many issues that no one can even agree on what the biggest problem is well i don't is there a biggest problem no it's all, the lakers <laughs> like, like it's, it's like walking up to a house that's on fire incredible. and you're like 
I've never seen a team find more new ways to lose than this one. It's it, yeah. like, that's supposed to be good. It's incredible. Like you expect this from like a young lottery team yeah. where it's like, they, they're all, all kinds of like this team on a night to night basis. I, I have never had watching a good team less of, or a team that was hoping to be good or that we still think maybe can, but like, I think I'm probably higher on their long-term, like their long-term possibilities than you are at this point. I still think that this team can be good. And I think it doesn't take much dude. of it. The, the bar yeah. there is the, the bar there is very, very low. Exactly. But like at the same time, I've never seen a team that I think can be as good as I still think this one can find as many different ways to lose. Like, you know, some teams like with the Warriors a couple of years ago, like if they just weren't hitting shots, they weren't going to win a lot of games because yeah. they were very, very reliant, like the Rockets with Harden and things like that. You have teams where they have this like kind of one aspect of their game where if it's not going well for them, they're probably not going to win a lot that night. The Lakers, find like new stuff to either succeed or fail at every single night and have it just feels like they have no kind of completely cohesive identity beyond we want to run a lot and even that you know leads turnovers leads to like whatever like that is a very open-ended goal in the first place in terms of like it it doesn't seem like they've decided what they want to get out of those runs just that they want to do it and yeah yeah, i just want to go out jogging like it's just, a uniquely frustrating and intriguing team to watch because it's like they keep my attention every single game in a way that like last year's team didn't because that team, you know, was so banged up. They had all these issues like the even the year before the Lakers, like that was my first year, like covering a real title contender. So that was exciting. But like, you know, during the lottery, like this team is there's just something new happening every single game. And it's kind of incredible and a little horrifying at the same time. Like if you're someone that wants this team to win, that they are finding so many new ways to fail. It's, it's, it's not just that they're finding those new ways to fail. It's that they're finding these new ways to disappoint, you know, like, like there are some, there are some stretch, like, you know, all right, we're, we're starting Anthony Davis at the five. All right, let's go. Oh, excuse me. THT and, oh, and, and Avery Bradley. Oh, all right. Okay. Malik Monk is coming in the game, baby. Here we go. Uh, oh, oh. But Dwight is also coming in and 80 sliding over to the four. All right. Um we're going to the bench. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just it's just like, you know, I, I um Raj unwritten rules on, on Twitter, you know, keeps like I I you know, he, he he is uh more optimistic about this team than I am. Like everybody is. So it's not even worth pointing it out anymore. And he's but, a Clippers fan. <laughs> in, 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 damn it. <laughs> I apologize. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that to you. You got to. You got to warn me. You got to warn me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, this like collapsed lung that I'm dealing that I've been dealing with for two weeks. Um, but like he he has been waiting for Wayne Ellington to get minutes alongside Russ, LeBron, and Anthony Davis at the same time. I can't believe that's something that we have to wait for. That was the, the, do you think, I, I have a theory on that, that like Frank Vogel is purposely not using it because it leaked before the season that that was going to be their starting five, that like Wayne Ellington was going to be out there with Ariza and then the big three. And so Frank was like, oh, I got to get people off the scent of that might be a starting group that I might go with. You know, it's just, it, I, I find myself, because I am the kind of like I, it laugh at It almost feels like he's in a bet with an assistant coach of like, what is the least amount of shooting that I can get on the floor? And how can I specifically troll fans on Twitter tonight? It's like, oh, I'm giving yeah. you what you want, but yeah. not really. Right, Aha. no. 
he, here we go. Got you again. De- DeAndre Jordan's out of the rotation, but also Austin Reeves, baby. Like, yeah. it's like, what are we like? And like, I, I have isolated I, the problem. It was DeAndre Jordan, okay, and Austin Reeves. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. And and Austin Reeves, by the way, of players who have played, I think it's like a minimum of two hundred minutes or so. Uh, highest net rating on the roster, Austin Reeves. To be fair to Frank on the Austin Reeves thing, Austin was really bad. For the he first looked really bad when he came back. He came mm-hmm. back from the hand. So they very well may be just trying to get him a little more rest, try to mm-hmm. let him get in rhythm a little. Like, And, you know, if, if you're a rookie, you're not going to get the chance to play through that. Like, if you're just bad, you're just going to sit. That's it's also it possible. It, it, it's also possible he was playing above his head. Like, you know, Yeah, no, I mean, he probably was. Like, he was playing yeah. really hard and, like, way if harder he wasn't, than most he was, like, right there for the one season. of the better rookies yeah. In the league, yeah. yeah. Like if if he wasn't playing over his head, then or out of his mind, then he's one of the better rookies in the in, entire league. Um, so I, I just, I, I'm also kind of, and and your your mentions are louder than mine, um, mostly because you haven't muted most people. But like, um, like you, it's wild to me how how negative I can be about this team. Like I outright said, tweeted today, I hate this team. I cannot stand this team. Offends me. And the number of people who are like, I agree. <laughs> like, Hand say up. it louder. Thanks for not taking it easy on them. Yeah, the, the most say positive louder. responses I ever get with from SSR is when I tweet something like, this is embarrassing. And yeah. people are like, thanks for not taking it easy on them. Right. They really have been terrible. Like, that's the only thing that people are happy about now is when you, like, fully kind of unli- – I mean, this level of being a voice of the people is why I you were promoted to be my boss in four days <laughs> that I spent on vacation. Like – yeah, we 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 should have known that like that right there was a sign Jason of something really went bad to with you on lessons like for coup committing like it was incredible you know I was I took some PTO and all of a sudden because I worked Thanksgiving and all of a sudden it's like oh like I get back and it's like Anthony Irwin and the crew at SSR yeah the, the key is getting your work done ahead of time like planting those seeds ahead of time writing the stuff that like yeah, you like stick for your you, if you record five if you record like five hours of podcasts on a Monday you can just not work the rest of the week it must be great. It, it is. It is really nice. And with this team, you could pre-record them. You could be I, like, and just insert the sounds later. It's like, man, I can't believe they lost to the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, right. This is such a disappointing team. This is the worst loss of the season to the Thunder. Like, I just, I'm running out of things to say, man. Like, you know, we, we usually have some kind of general idea of, of stuff that we're going to talk about. We're 20 minutes into this podcast, and it's basically just repeated versions of, I hate this team. I can't believe how much I don't like this team. I can't believe how unpopular this team is. They bring back a player in Russell Westbrook who is, you know, a local kid and all that stuff. Great story. Uh, fans loved Carmelo Anthony to start this thing, to, to start this year. Uh, people really were happy about the fact that they brought Dwight Howard back. And, and, and you know, all, they, there was a general, like, de- good vibe to the season heading into it. Oh, yeah. And, people were hyped. A quarter of the uh, a quarter of the way in, people were asking me like, "What major change can they make? Can Russ be traded? Can THT be traded? Oh, why can't THT be traded at December fifteenth instead of January fifteenth? What? Why can't we get him out the door sooner?" And it's just it's it's wild how quickly things have swung on a team that everybody really wanted to succeed. It, it, it's 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 beyond me. It's it's and I'm saying this is somebody who wasn't necessarily thrilled with their with their off season you know i i basically headed into the season you know hoping to be proven wrong um and and so like when when the season didn't start going very well i was basically you know i kind of wanted to play back and 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 sit back and see how quickly other people would turn on it 
and it's happened way faster than I thought. It's it's wild how fast people have just kind of said, you know what, screw this team. And I and and I think I, I think at the end of the, like Lakers fans will accept any number of things, right? They'll accept um, explanations, if not excuses, if it, if it is an injury thing. Like the the team last year, uh, I thought, you know, Lakers fans were pretty fair in their yeah, evaluation like they were of the team. But it was also like they had some like really unideal circumstances, right? Even going into the year, it was like very clear that they were going to be behind the eight ball just because of yeah. you know, that winning the title a month before the season started, basically. Yeah, and I and I thought I thought Lakers fans like the reaction to you know both like the 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 early playoff exit and and the injury frustrations over the course of the year i i thought lakers fans like handled that very well you know as well as a fan base can handle a team kind of you know not being able to 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 thoroughly defend their championship um and 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 i i say that because you know lakers fans will accept you know negative outcomes if they feel like you're meeting them halfway, they, 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 the, the only thing that I think this fan base will, will very quickly turn on, on a team for or a player for is if they feel like that, that player doesn't necessarily care to the same level that they do. We saw that with Dwight's very first stint with the Lakers, right? Where and and look, those circumstances weren't ideal either. And then the you know, second stint, where he, you know, was an all effort, all and, time and guy, and all of a sudden it's like the most beloved man in Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. And I and I think here with this, with the reactions that I get on a nightly basis or a, or a lostly basis, I guess is 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 a better way to put it, is I, I we can't stand their general approach to the sport. We cannot stand the fact that we feel like sitting here at home, we care more than those guys do. And you see it with like the, the offensive rebounding stuff, the turnover stuff, the lapses on, on defense where they're just getting beat repeatedly back door or single screen sets are just throwing them completely out of whack rotationally. Like these are things that even, even the most casual, you know, fan Jen was barely paying attention. I had the Vikings game on, on, on the other TV tonight and she was paying more attention to the Vikings game because, you know, it might come down to like wild card seating between my team and her saints. And, and every so often she would kind of pan over to the Lakers game and she'd be like, Hey, are, are the, is the other team? Like, do they have an extra guy out there? Like, why, why are they, why are they like wrote, why, why are they are, this open? Like, yeah. Why are they this open? Why are the Lakers never that open? Like what is going on here? You know, the Lakers are getting rebounds and they're trying to run. You can see that they're trying to run, but they're just kind of aimlessly, you know, running in 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 different directions and kind of banging into each other in the open court or maybe it's like one guy is trying to run and there's nobody else really filling a passing lane next to him it's just it's just kind of a a depressing team that i think this fan base i i i credit it for turning on it as quickly as they have because at, at the end of the day all that we can really ask for is some type of commitment to winning and and i just think both in terms of you know putting the team together and in terms of their approach to this season, I just don't think it's a very committed team to winning basketball. Yeah, I think that you're seeing how goodwill can run out. You know, yeah. that the team built up a certain degree of equity with the fan base, and justifiably so. For they, they won the title. Yeah, they won a championship. Title, you know, you are, you know, especially as as a Laker, you help raise one of those seventeen banners. Like yeah. you are extended a pretty like great degree of grace. That but, was honestly, you know, that was honestly the thing that I got the most wrong 
in the way that I was evaluating the offseason or, or, or the offseasons since that championship is that I don't think I was necessarily offering up the amount of respect to a championship core that I, I maybe should have. But like you're saying, you know, the people who are that angry at me for not doing that are now sick of that same core. People can't decide who they want to fire first. Do we want to fire Frank? Do we want to fire Rob? Do we want Jeannie to sell the team? Like that goodwill, like you're talking about, is just gone. It's just, it, it evaporated. And that's what like quitting on a season looks like. Yeah, and this team, uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking with my dad about this earlier today. Like, you know, and why are they such like a mid? And this is before the loss. Like, why are they such like a middling? I was sort of bracing myself a little bit for a defeat tonight because this mm. just felt like. And I'll, I'll, you know, I have a theory on why they were gonna. They yeah. were always gonna lose this game that I'll get to. But like, they, um, they're just such a roller coaster in the regular season. And something that I've been thinking about and that I was talking to him about is like, I almost wonder if for all the old jokes, all the you know concerns about their age and as that relates to injuries and are these guys washed and all that stuff I think one thing that we may not have considered enough was when you have a team that skews this old and this veteran heavy that's a lot of guys who do not care about regular season basketball general apathy yeah yeah and so you know that's why Reeves all of a sudden pops off the screen every time he gets into the game because he really cares about regular season basketball still you know that that is his livelihood he's fighting for a career when Monk gets in the game same thing he's trying to prove himself every single night and does he always make the right decisions no but he's always out there kind of giving it his all and going full bore and going full effort and like the amount of guys that on a night-to-night basis are doing that for this team you could probably count on one hand you know yeah. I, I don't know we we can have arguments about who maybe the other two or other three of those guys would be but there once you get past reeves and monk and like the, like i'm not sure how many guys are extending that level of effort every night and to some degree yeah this is not me saying like oh like lebron should be out there like diving on the ground for loose balls and stuff like that obviously when you're an almost 37 year old star you have to pick your spots mm-hmm. and you know ad we've seen is going to pace himself throughout the regular season that is just the reality of who anthony davis is as a player outside of that first season you know like at at times where it really looked like there were certain matchups he took personally or certain nights he really got up for because of the criticism that he had faced for his decision and like the way that he got here but you know like even Russ like I thought was lethargic tonight you know for all the talk you know how rare that is is for Russ and I was driving that kind of bandwagon a little bit and I still think there have been nights where he's given them a lift where they've had nothing but even Russ is not like bringing it every single night and it's almost been the opposite of like where you expected Russ's mindset to kind of seep into the rest of the team and infect them with that energy. It almost feels like it's gone the opposite way sometimes. And again, like I'm not saying this team is doomed or whatever, but I think that they might be something that we maybe overlooked was that they're uniquely kind of set up to fail in some ways in the regular season just because there are going to be nights where if they don't see look at how hard they play whenever they feel like there's an opponent that's worth their time they don't always win but they play a lot harder in those games mm-hmm. where you know the most predictable thing in the world is a Grizzlies team without John Morant that ends up having Dylan Brooks in the health and safety protocols that they're looking at them turning up their nose they're like how dare you think that you can compete with us right. the mighty Los Angeles no, Lakers it's the same it's, it's the same exact stuff that goes into like them telling so-and-so to to stay humble right in, in at the end of that phoenix game it's like yeah. these these old uncles will basically tell you know at the at the barbecue playing against the young guns when the young guns win one and they kind of puff their chest out a little bit the uncles will like get that much angrier not necessarily at their play but at the fact that the young guns are kind of puffing out their chest 
um, after beating them. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. That's that's something that I don't think was taking um, into account. Uh, enough like we all thought that in. they were. It was going to be this like fu thing where it's like, oh, you're calling us old. You're calling us this. You're calling us that. And like we've seen that at times when they're on yeah. national TV in a matchup that they know they're like friends and family are going to watch. But mm-hmm. like you know when they're playing on a Thursday night against a beaten down like you know like COVID infected Grizzlies team, like they're just like yeah, you know like John Conchar. Why do I care about blocking you? Like that's not going to go on like the Sports Center top ten or right. you know like that's not going to end up on House of Highlights tonight or whatever. And it's just like, you know, yeah, like who cares if people are panicking? Like, you know, we got we're on to the next one. We just gotta focus on beating the Thunder tomorrow. What if the Lakers were just like really focused on safety protocols and wanted to maintain social distance from a highly infected Grizzlies team. That is honestly the most excusable like reason for them to have played the way that they did tonight. They were just trying to di- socially distance while playing. They were just defense. they were just like you know what JJJ just go Triple J just go take your take your so shot. I over there. saw you standing next to Ja the other day. Yeah, you, you go ahead and shoot that three. That's all good. I gotta I gotta stay in the lineup for the next two weeks. Right, right. Did you get Did you get Mon- Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson? Oh, you That's all what did. They were talking Johnson- about at the free throw line. They're like, which one? When did you get the booster? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which, I'll stand next to you. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. We're good. We're good. Um, no, <laughs> Can I, you look I, the I, other way during these free, like during the box out. Like, let's just try to not breathe on each other a little bit. You know. You know what, man? Like, could you just could you just put your jersey over your mouth? Like, could you yeah. just you know cover hey, your could nose? You ask that that fan sitting courtside to put their mask up. Like they're clearly not eating right now. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I find myself you know. Uh, I, I I want to see them turn a corner. I want to see them, you know, because it is like it is LeBron's kind of last hurrah, right? One of his last hurrahs, and I, I and I have a point on that front he's gonna, too. He's that, gonna clip this and do like hashtag last hurrah king, you know? I, like I, I I hope so. I look, man, when he <laughs> got blocked, washed on Twitter again, like that. Yeah, you, I'll just you have re- a proven oh, success think- record of like LeBron looking like an MVP again within like five months of a washed tweet. So right. can you? I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work on okay. that. Well, maybe if he gets blocked by Mario Hazoni. No, again. if they lose, like, like if he has a bad play tomorrow, I just need you to tweet like LeBron looks washed, man. And we won't yeah. ratio you. Like people, people are listening to the pod. They know what's up. <laughs> yeah, that that's how that goes. There, there are way more people <laughs> on Twitter than people who listen to this podcast. No, the Anthony Irwin show. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the Lakers Lounge with yeah. the crew with Anthony Irwin and the crew at Silver Screen and Roll. Exactly, man. Uh, that's a, that's a good point. I, I'll just do it then. <laughs> yeah. no, nothing could that that couldn't possibly back. No way but that like, goes wrong. <laughs> but like, I I think I forgot what I was going to talk about a second ago. So I'm just going to jump into the LeBron like last hurrah point because I see people making that like, oh man. The Lakers are wasting LeBron's like last prime year and all that stuff. I saw somebody tweet free. I, th- I think it was Dave Dufour tweeted free LeBron tonight, and I'm yeah. pretty sure he was kidding, but it made me laugh. Like, yeah, well, I think Dave was doing it like I, he's a bit. Yeah, he's, he's joking, making fun of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, because he's he's in on it as well. But like LeBron is like, if LeBron started doing like the free LeBron, that would be like the me reaping, me sowing tweet in yes. in real life, like. <laughs> <laughs> right it's it's like the free me from this prison that i have constructed around myself right well it's like the it, it's it's me it's me um sewing right and it's him like in the pool like oh my god i can't believe this is my life yeah. and then me sewing is like free <laughs> him tweeting out hashtag free lebron um but like would that mean he was bought out like the if 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 he if he tweeted out like he bought himself out of his Look, lakers, the lakers contract. always do right by their champions so mm-hmm. 
Um, it is only it would only be they the right thing to do. They might want to free up LeBron to join a contender. You know, look, that it, is willing it, to pay the luxury tax. They, if they're if they're really focused on doing right by their superstars, then they would they would trade Austin Reeves right now and and get him to a coach who would actually use him. But like I, I but so I was seeing I, I keep seeing that I keep seeing all over the place like oh you know Le, you know I can't believe this is going to be LeBron's last hurrah like you know we don't know how many last prime years that he's going to have left over and like what what are we doing there? Did, were you not paying attention? There were multiple articles written about how this guy was like singularly responsible for the offseason that the Lakers had. Yeah, he, he put his he, name on he it. Asked, he asked Savannah if he could have like the living room to set up the laptop, you know, get on yeah. synergy. No, the wine cellar. Monk career highlights. You the, know? the wine cellar. They were sitting down there sipping on Bordeaux. I don't think it was the wine cellar. I'm pretty sure that they said it was like a living room in his house. In that I, I think it was. I, I, all right, we're going to have to go back. I know you have incepted yourself into believing that it is the wine cellar because that's way funnier. And if you like LeBron, wine as much as LeBron does, isn't your whole house a wine cellar if you really think about it? It's, but it's, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, but but know, like, there are only certain sections of the house that you can smoke in. And yeah. I think the wine cellar is one of those places. I'm like almost a fire positive code thing or like, okay. Huh? Is it like a fire code thing. Is that? No. Cause like okay. if you have, if you're smoking like in your living room, then like the, the, the smoke actually kind of seeps into the carpet and makes it really difficult to not smell like cigar all the time. LeBron, like th this whole, like LeBron has to, you know, be represented well or, or, or be put in a better situation on his last hurrah. And, and like, that's where I say, I didn't like it when coaches were GMs. Because there's only so many hours in the day, and if you are fully focused on one job, then that means you're not going to be as good as the at the at, at as somebody else could be if that was their sole focus. And the priorities should are and should be different between for yeah. a coach and uh and a GM. Right, and 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 I think here with with being a player, I think it's it's the same thing as well. Where if especially a player as as responsible for as many things as as LeBron is on a basketball court, if he's going to be the best LeBron, then he's going to be a really bad GM because he can't focus on on the rest of the league in the same way that he that he should, that, that a good GM should. And, you know, I, I also have my questions about Rob Polinka as a negotiator and, 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 and how capable he is in his current job. It's going to be fascinating to see how things go if he remains employed um, beyond LeBron's tenure in, in LA. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how that goes. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how Anthony Davis's tenure in LA goes after LeBron goes. Cause he looks freaking like you, you want to talk about like wash tweets. <laughs> What's that? That's optimistic at this point after yeah. LeBron. <laughs> right. Right. And, and so like, I, I just, I guess I, I get kind of annoyed at like this notion that, you know, LeBron deserves better when, you know, we're all looking for the person who's responsible for this madness, right? The hot dog. Yeah. Like LeBron is sitting there just like, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. That right. was LeBron talking about the roster that Rob and Frank and Jeannie and you yeah. know, Linda and Kurt and whoever assembled the shadow, the shadow GM that we, yeah. we never found out about. Like, I, I just, I get so frustrated, like watching that and, and, and watching that as a narrative or a talking point surrounding this team. When this is something that he is very responsible for. We did, we'll never know. To what extent? I mean, I, I think I think we have a, a, a decent idea. We'll never know exactly, like you know, what percent of the pie goes into every one of these decisions. But he's very responsible for the situation he finds himself in right now. And I'm I'm about ready to to like, no, we don't need to keep going back to that well 
of talking point. Like, oh, poor LeBron here. No, that's that, that's not going to fly. Yeah, so I, that's the, the thing that you hit on there about, you know, it's hard to know who to blame and we'll never know who's fully responsible. That's the most frustrating thing about trying to analyze yeah. anything going on with the Lakers, you know, and like try to, you know, get your get your arms around or get your get a handle on who is who's at fault for any one thing that's going on because it's like you know does anthony davis really want to play full-time center like who knows like he's talked openly about like yeah i'm willing to i'm committing i'm gonna play more five this year but then it's like frank keeps starting big is that frank is that ad kind of behind the scenes saying i don't really want to play center a whole lot like we don't know with the roster construction you know you have rob in a very savvy kind of political move that shows you like why he was kind of considered such a shrewd agent and like uh you know media manipulator and like narrative uh, pusher what like every single availability that rob has he talks about you know oh i'm, call I'm calling ad i'm calling lebron yeah. i'm calling russ we're putting this roster together it's like can't blame me yeah. i didn't who, who is to say how much of this roster i constructed i don't even know yeah you know and then you have like you know ad thanking rob he's like oh thanks rob for signing deandre jordan like wait ad did he not run that past you was that a surprise to you i don't know but you have lebron talking about the roster that rob and you know and kurt and linda and genie and whoever put together and it's like wait lebron rob said he was calling you was this who's responsible here who is yeah. rich paul just like you know like behind the scenes like in like in rob poinka's phone just setting up these deals like i don't what is and that that's the thing where it's like you can't fully decide who to blame for any one thing because every single person is like, yeah, you know, it was a, you know, it was, it, it was this person. It was this person. I consulted this person. Yeah. And so is, Le is Rob a good GM or not? I have no clue. You know, is LeBron a good GM or not? I don't know. Maybe Rob assembled this roster. I like, it's just, it, it's, it's frustrating. It's and what happens when everybody is really focused points. on plausible deniability. Like, like if, if everybody is really focused on, on distancing themselves from the decisions and who's actually out there making actual decisions, like are decisions being made as an example. And I don't think my, it's like my, watching the scene, the shareholders room scene in succession where everyone's trying to get someone else to make a decision on yeah. what to do with Logan incapacitated. Right. Like it's just, everyone else is like, well, what do you, what do you think we should do? No, on the like, yacht, when they were all, when they were deciding like, who's going to take the fall, right? Yeah. Logan starts by saying like, all right, everybody, I'm going to take the fall. And that was the most predictable thing, right? Because he said like, that's the last thing everybody there wants, even though it's kind of sort of what everybody wants. Yeah. But like, like Logan says, all right, everybody, I'm going to take the fall. And he knows that as soon as he says that, everybody's going to say, no, you can't do that. Stop dad, whatever. And then, and then, you know, it, it then falls on everybody else. All right, we got to decide who's a big enough get for 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 the government, and who's who's a big enough uh, domino to actually fall and mean something if they fall. Like that's that's basically like every meeting here is it, it from here on out is. You know, it also reminds me, and and my neighbor doesn't listen to the show, so I can I can use this example. But mine doesn't either, as far as I know. So uh, uh, except for like you know, in your case, if you share a wall, they're listening right now. <laughs> um, but so like for so. Last weekend, um, one of my neighbors uh, graduated from uh, grad school. She she got her master's, and um, my uh, her her significant other wanted to set up a surprise party. Got everything lined up. Got all the you know set up like a, a cool little cocktail bar, all those things. Um, but forgot to like inform everybody that there was going to be a cocktail party and that it was going to be a surprise party. Nobody knew. Like you just see, I guess he told like one person, yeah, I, I want to throw this thing together. Can you, do you mind hosting so that, um, 
you know, it, if we if we really surprise her, she'll be really surprised because it's not at her house and all these things. And and then like forgot to forgot to invite people. And, and, and it's like that's that's exactly what happened here with this with this roster construction. Everybody was like, all right, I'll bring uh, the plates. All right, you'll bring the mixers. All right, you'll bring an appetizer. All right, break. Wait, nobody's bringing the alcohol. Like nobody's signing small forwards. Nobody is in charge of the most important aspect of like, of, wait, like, weren't you supposed to go get James Ennis? Like, right, I, yeah, like, well, wait, he worked out with us. Nobody talked to him afterward. He just walked out. <laughs> he just, <laughs> and like, we wait, we just had Stanley Johnson. What happened there? He was playing for our other team that's down there. Like, well, well who's, whose job is it to talk to him? And the it's just sign another Lakers defensive stalwart, like, steal them away, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's well, rough. It, but like the, to the point that you made a second ago about like, you know, how frustrating it is to assign blame and all these things. That's why to bring this conversation full circle, people can't decide who they're angriest at. Like when, when we say like, God, I'm really frustrated with AD. Somebody else will pop up and say, well, look at Russell Westbrook's turnovers. And then somebody else will pop up and tell that person, well, look at the lineups that Frank Vogel put them in. And then, and then like, somebody, somebody will... else comes out and blames DeAndre Jordan. It's like, wait a second, he didn't play tonight. But yeah, like, but he I, wasn't, he I wasn't really clapping. Anger. He wasn't he wasn't clapping very hard and like zero, yeah. zero towel tools. Like they, honestly. get Rob Sacre in there. Like they, you know, they need like a, an infusion. Roni Turioff. Bring yeah. friend, friend of our old show, Roni yeah, Turioff. True. Ro yeah, get Roni in there. Yeah. Um, but but like that's that's why though like you know when when we're talking about how people it's wild to us that people can't decide who they're angriest at that's exactly why the, the reason why is because we have no idea there there aren't like your typical job responsibilities here to where like all right if you know previously with with it with you know uh, Jim Bus and with uh, Mitch Kupchak we knew exactly who signed. The Mozgov and Deng deals, yeah. right? We it knew was the we, guy who put his own job on the line with a two-year playoff guarantee. Like it right, was pretty right. clear, and and may or may not. I don't know if we've ever discerned this. Have a super baseball cap super glued to his head in some kind of prank gone horribly awry. I was hoping to see him in the in the uh, winning. Was it winning time? Winning time is the name of the thing, right? Uh, the HBO like new show. I was hoping that they would show Jim Bus there with a, with the with the hat on, with the black hat yeah. on. Like just, that would have been but great. like as a as like a teenager, he still has the same hat. It's just yeah. not quite as worn. Like he only yeah. grew like four strands of long blonde hair on each side <laughs> of his head, or it's just taped on. Like it's the, the it's it's those like visors that make it look like somebody has hair. But anyway, but like that that's you know when we're talking about blame and and all these things and and where did the season go wrong, we'll never really know. We'll have we'll have a decent idea. We'll have a decent hypothesis. And there'll be, and it makes it so that like you and I can sound super smart and like trying to find who it is, but it's it's both inefficient and purposeful. I think that nobody wants anybody else to be tied to exactly why this team fell on its face. Yeah, I mean, before we wrap up, like, because I think that I mean, this is why you're in charge at Silver Screen and Roll. It's like tying a bow on things like that. But um, you know, I just wanted to end on like a little. Oh bit yeah, of yeah. A, your theory, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a ray of hope for people, you know, before we wrap this up and just like, I mean, I kind of felt like the Lakers were going to lose this game. And I know that that's easy for me to say on a podcast recorded after the fact. I probably should have tweeted this out before the mm -hmm. game. But the reason why is this Lakers team is obsessed with turning point wins. 
Like they oh, they yeah. only get they only get turning point wins. You know, they they mm-hmm. never just get like a win streak or it's like, oh, the team's on a really good run here. It's always like, oh, is this the win that turns the season around? You know, like it, the only thing that's missing is Mike D'Antoni for this to be like a rerun of the 2012-13 season, who I saw people tweeting he's out for there. the team to hire tonight. Yeah, um, he's out there. Can you imagine if Mike D'Antoni came in to fix the Lakers again? It'd be you, like, why did Johnson saw... have to log off forever? It worked with Dwight. Like if <laughs> if if D'Antoni actually turned the team around, would Magic just w- He'd like have how to would delete he... his account? Like I, I don't. Yeah, because that anyway. that that like happy times are here again tweet would just be like, night in night out. One retweeted. of the funniest tweets of all time, by the way. Yeah, like the you know it was so mean spirited, but so funny because he was clearly so excited about it. anyway. But like yeah. this team is they only have wins that are turning points. And so mm-hmm. what better way to set up a turning point for a revenge game against the Thunder team that just got beat by 70 points, but that, that you lost to, you know, yeah. twice already this season in embarrassing fashion than by being like, oh man, everybody counted us out after that Grizzlies loss. Now we got some motivation. All right, we're heading in. We're ready to win this game against OKC. Uh, do we think this is a turnaround? Absolutely. We started to establish some habits here in this game and, you know, we're going to be able to turn it around and then, you know, lose to like, I don't know, the, the Bulls or something next week. Uh, like whoever that, I, I know they play the Bulls at some point soon. Yeah. Um, but well, like they, they play Dallas on Tuesday. Yeah. This team is addicted to turning their season around. Like they mm-hmm. can't get over 500 because they like need to lose enough games that people doubt them again. So that they're just like addicted to the like, yeah, F you haters press conference. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe that's like the part of Russ's DNA that they've adopted. They just like, like the us against the world. Like yeah. why not? mentality and it's just like hey if we're always fighting to stay above 500 we can constantly tell the doubters and haters to go f themselves we don't need a 10 game win streak you know like anthony davis said we just need like a one game win streak where we play okay for part of it and then we're like we did it we turned it around we fixed it boys yeah it's it's that couple that everybody kind of wonders like man are they ever like can, can you guys break up already you ruin every other party whether by it being like too happy or too sad around each other, you, it's like every other party, you guys are just the worst. And then, and, and eventually they either get married and everybody's really terrified of what, how that's going to go or they break up and everybody's, you know, low key happy for both of both those I parties. Think, I think we all have those couples in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for, uh, for this episode of the Lakers lounge. Actually uh, really real quick. Cause you still sound sick. I just last thing I promise, uh, wellness check. How is, uh, how is fixing the ceiling going? Did you, did you end up, I have not asked you about this off air. Did you fix no, the so ceiling? We gotta, did you fall through it again, trying to fix it? Like, no. So like, it, you know, I, I actually had to f- do some, uh, electrician work the other day. And, and so that was my focus because we had one plug that like kept going out over and over and over again. So I had to, and like, I assume you like knocked the, the power fuse. out and electrocuted your throat and that's why you're still sick or something like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you got like supersonic screaming powers, like the black, my hair just now yeah. laid down. Like it's just been <laughs> up like just constantly. Um, no, but I, this weekend we I'm going to go to start winning so that your life starts to turn around. Like, it just seems like, like your life is tied to this team. And it's like, if they go on a 10 game winning streak, you're going to like, you know, like find a hundred bucks on the couch, like all kinds of stuff. But like every time they have a loss like this, you like fall through the roof of your house or your power goes out and you yeah. electrocute yourself. Like it's a- Avery's going to like teach yourself how to like use the bathroom. Like that's if, teach they, if they win only profanity and like, you know, just like start using it at daycare and you have to go in for like a meeting about that. Yeah, no, I, she's, uh, she, it, that's definitely happening anyway, because of how much I have to watch <laughs> the stupid Lakers team. 
and how often she sat down on the couch next to me and and uh you know it was when um ad got blocked at the rim by slow-mo and i'm not proud of the i'm not proud of the words that came out of my mouth there and so i had like a towel and i slammed it down on the ground and said a few words and avery had uh, a woody toy from toy story slammed it down on the ground <laughs> Oh yeah, you're teaching her good habits. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna be a really well-adjusted child. Good. You job know what? There. I'm I'm blaming the Lakers. I'm blaming the <laughs> Lakers for my my well, child's no, I mean, poor development. Like we, you know, we, if she does something bad, that could have been you. That could have been yeah. Ben that taught. I mean, her that, sure, you know? I could hand like show her how to handle adversity and and how to better handle my frustrations and emotions. I could show her that. Or if you just mention that Jen curses a lot, then people are left to wonder who is really to blame for her bad habits. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it, it certainly it certainly is really going to help in the court of law when there are podcasts of me admitting to all this stuff that <laughs> that aired nationally, internationally. Even. All right. That's going to do it, though, for this episode of the Lakers Lounge, because I still have to have save a little bit of voice for the lowdown. I don't know how that's going to go. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, that was Harrison Fagan. I'm Anthony Irwin. We have one episode of The Lowdown, tomorrow's episode of The Hook, in which I'm thankful that I get to drink through it, um, and then we are into the weekend. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin saying how to do it.